Hey everybody, we're the Grosell family. I'm Craig, here with my beautiful wife, Amy. This is Mandy and Anna and Joy or Jojo, Sam and Buki. Buki and Katie. And we'd like to share a portion of a verse with you. The Bible says, for unto us a child, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the and government, government will be upon his shoulders, shoulders and he'll and be, he called will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We pray that your Christmas is blessed with the love of Jesus, that you have an awesome new year. On behalf of the Groeschel family, to all of you, we'd like to say, Merry Christmas! And a happy new year. Well, on behalf of my family and our church family, I just want to say to all of you, I pray that you have the most blessed Christmas full of the love of Christ and all his good blessings. I want to tell you all, you are a great church. What God has done through all of you in the last year, it's really amazing. You are generous. You are growing in your love for God's word and godliness. You are aggressive in reaching out to people who are far from God. You're making a difference in your community. I love you. I believe that God is pleased with you. And I pray that you experience all of his goodness this Christmas time. Uh, I want to talk to you just for a few moments uh, before we look at a short film that our team produced uh, in hopes that it would minister to you. And I want to tell you a couple of our family traditions. Uh, one tradition we have as a family, uh, we go out and buy a bunch of Krispy Kreme donuts and then go search for the best Christmas lights, and then we go knock on the door and give the donuts to the people, and they always look at us like we're weird, and I don't think they eat them because they're afraid they're poisoned or something, but it doesn't stop us from doing that. Uh, another tradition that we have is we take a manger scene, and uh, since I was a child, it was a tradition in our family to set up the manger scene and then to give thanks to God for what he did as we put the Christ child uh, in his place. How many of you all do have manger scenes? Anybody? have manger scenes. Uh, our short film is built around uh, a story of a manger scene. Uh, we also gather together and we read the Christmas story every year and we pray thanking God for the birth of his son Jesus. If this is something that you don't do, I just want to encourage you, it may be something you want to add to uh, your family time. In fact, in your notes, I've given you some different places to read. Uh, Luke chapter 2 is a great place to read, and Matthew chapter 1 is a great place to read the story of how God sent his son, Jesus, into this world. And so in honoring our family tradition, I'd like to read to you from the Word of God the story of the birth of Christ in Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. This is the Word of God. The Bible says this, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
The Bible says she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name what? Give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. It's a video camera. Dad, just like the one you wanted. Wait, that is the one you wanted, right? Uh, yeah. Great. That's awesome. We'll enjoy it. You get your present early this year. Look, I didn't mean to- Oh, save it. What's your problem? What's my problem? My problem is coming home from a crappy day at work to find my son stealing his own Christmas gift. Look, I didn't even mean to find the stupid thing. Here, take it. Oh, no. It's yours. Your mother looked all over town for that thing. The least you can do is make good use of it. Fine, whatever. Merry Christmas. Hi, honey. I'm going out to meet Jesse. Okay. Um, thanks for the camera. Why does he get his present early? So unfair. What about that one? Uh, too cutesy. This camera's pretty cool. Yeah, probably not worth the hassle though. So what's up with your dad anyway? I don't know, I guess he just hates his own life so much that we all have to hate ours too. Ever talk to him about it? Yeah, right. It's like I don't even exist unless I'm in trouble. And especially now that I've ruined Christmas, I really don't exist. At least they got you what you wanted. I don't even know if my dad will show up. <gasps> what about that one? Eh. So I was reading the Christmas story in the Bible the other day. Really? <laughs> yes, really. So there's this part where the Magi show up to King Herod's and tell him about the Messiah being born. And the king's all like, tell me where he's at, because he wants to kill him, right? But word spreads all over that the Messiah, this guy they've been waiting their whole lives for, is here. 
but the only people who go visit him are the Magi and some shepherds. <laughs> Can you imagine? The Son of God is born in your own backyard and you don't even go visit? Yeah, imagine if he was born today. <laughs> I know, right? There'd be all these talking heads on TV arguing whether he's the real thing or just a PR stunt. Like that balloon boy? Yeah. There it is. I knew I could get a smile out of you. Jesse Coulson here with KBSI News. Mr. Merriweather, what are your thoughts on the alleged birth of the alleged Christ child? Well, I might go see it, but game's on tonight. Oh yeah, and I've got soccer practice, so I'll probably just wait for the DVD. And what are your thoughts on the alleged Magi? Wise men or a terrorist threat? Not sure. Hi, honey. Hey, I'm going to bed. Listen, Daniel. About this afternoon, I know your dad kind of blew up at you. But I think you need to apologize to him. Apologize? For what? I didn't even do anything. I wasn't even looking for the stupid camera. Then what were you doing in there? I was looking for... Are you going to answer me? Look, I was looking for the camera, right? I want to make sure you got me exactly what I wanted. Is that what you wanted to hear? Daniel, come on. You know I don't think that. Dad does. Your dad has been under a lot of pressure lately. Who hasn't been under a lot of pressure? You've been under a lot of pressure. I don't see you being a complete jerk to everyone in the room. Do not talk about your father like that. Then tell him to stop accusing me of things I didn't do. Look, can you guys just try and get along for a little while? It's Christmas, honey. Yeah, well, you could have fooled me. He hates me. He's a teenager. He hates everything. I just want a little respect. Is that so much to ask? Who knows, maybe he just wants the same thing. Christmas break, Mom. Okay, good. You can help me decorate the tree. Whatever happened to the old decorations that we used to have? Which decorations, honey? You know, the ones that used to be at Grandma's. Oh, I'm sure we threw those out a long time ago. They were so beat up, they made everything look cheap. The new decorations are so much nicer. Don't you think? I think so. Oh, shut up. You shut up. I think he needs a timeout, Mom. They really threw it out? Yep, stockings, ornaments, even the little manger scene. That's just wrong. Yeah, my grandma made a lot of that by hand. Now it's all gone, just like that. And I'm the only one who thinks it's a big deal. Give me your phone. What for? I'm gonna send a text message to God. 
Dear God, please help my friend Daniel, who has lost something important to him. I know you are busy, but this one thing will mean a lot. Love, Jesse. Amen. You're crazy. You watch, it'll be a Christmas miracle. So my dad's coming to visit this weekend. And how do you feel about that? I'm happy, I guess. It's been a while. I think as long as there's no beer involved, it'll be okay. Seems simple enough. You want me to send a text message for you? <laughs> if you don't mind. You know, you may not like being part of this family, but you are. And that means you have a certain level of responsibility. Oh, the Christmas party. Yeah. We're 45 minutes late, and you're not even dressed. Look, I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I am so sick of I'm sorry. Look, just go without me. I didn't even want to go anyways. Oh, you're going. Why? So I can play Secret Santa with a bunch of people I don't even know? We've gone to church with them since you were a baby. Church? When is the last time you went to church? Oh, come on, Daniel. It's just a Christmas party. Go upstairs and get dressed right now. No. No? Why, you little punk. Stop yelling! Please. No. I am sick of this. I work 60 hours a week. So this family has a roof, food on the table, and all the little toys you want. And you don't show one bit of gratitude. What chance do I get? All you do is ride me. I don't even want any of this stuff anyway. Oh, well, fine. I just won't get you anything else ever again. How about that? Fine with me. Here. Merry Christmas. If you go up there, don't bother coming back down. You're grounded, my friend. Hold on, Jesse. Is he? Please come help. Okay, me. I'll be right there. Kick his little... Calm down, Robert. Daniel! How do you expect me to show him an ounce of sympathy when as soon as I turn my back, he goes and does something like this? You know, if you would just stop. 
for a moment and give everyone a chance to breathe, you might realize that not everyone is out to get you. We'll talk to him when he gets home. There's a bunch of pieces made out of plaster. There were donkeys and wise men and, you know, even little baby Jesus. My dad and his brothers made them when they were kids. Sounds cool. Yeah, wasn't even really well made, but that was kind of, you know, the charm of it. My job was to lay out all the pieces on Christmas. And I just thought, you know, that's what Christmas used to be about. I thought Christmas was about Jesus' birthday. Yeah, but, you know, Christmas used to be just holy, and I thought if I could find that one thing, then maybe it would remind me of how Christmas used to be, and not how things got all messed up. Look, Dad, I'm sorry, she needed my help. I, I had to come. I had to come. Let's go home. 
I was going to set this all up myself, but uh, I thought maybe you'd like to do the honors. I've been so empty for so long and so angry for so long. I don't want to be like that anymore. So I was thinking that maybe if you could forgive me for being a jerk, then maybe I could forgive you for being a punk. And maybe we could see where we go from there. Sound like a plan? who are Christians who believe in Christ, life can often become like what we just saw. We don't mean to get distracted, but we often do. And we not only forget really what the meaning of Christmas is, but the, the birth, life, death, and Christ is, is more than just Christmas. It's really what life is about. Sometimes it's easy to think that we come to Christ for a better life, but in reality, that's not why we come to Christ, because in reality, Christ, he is better than life. Christmas isn't the time that's about Christ. Life is really about Christ. The song there at the end, it really grips me, O come all ye faithful. For those of you that maybe have been around Life Church for a long time, you may not have seen one of these before. It's called a hymnal. It's a, uh, it's a, a neat little book that's got uh, hymns, Christian songs in it. And uh, the song, O come all ye faithful, is one that's been around for hundreds of years. It's been translated into uh, tons and tons of different languages. And what's amazing to me about this song is it's been around for hundreds of years, and right now at this moment in churches and homes around the world, there are literally thousands of people who will sing this song at this moment to celebrate the reality that God sent his only son to be born, live, die, and live again. Oh, come all you faithful. We sing this song 
about an event that took place over 2,000 years ago. And the words in this song we're going to sing together again today, it has some of the most beautiful theology. And I would argue that it's almost flawless. Almost. But not quite. I want to share with you the beauty of, of uh, these words. I'll, I'll uh, read them to you. Verse 1 says, O come all ye what? If you know it, just say that. O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. When you come and you experience the goodness of God's Son, you will be, you will be joyful. Even if you're facing a difficult Christmas, even if, like the family in the film, you've got some tension, even if there's an empty seat at your table this year, either from divorce or perhaps from the loss of a loved one, even in all the pain, in the presence of Christ, you can be joyful. And even in the defeats of this world, you can be triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem, a, a, a very unlikely place for the king of the world to be born, almost as if God is foreshadowing or saying there's no person too low or too far for God to enter into their lives. Come and behold him, born the king of angels, of all the glorious angels. He is, he is Lord and king over the angelic beings. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. In today's world, the word adore People, it kind of means cute, you know, it's an adorable little girl or whatever. But when the word first came out in the 14th century, it meant to worship as of a deity. It literally meant come and, and let, us, let us bow down and worship this, this Christ, the Lord. Verse 2 says, sing choirs of angels. I want you to think about this. As we sing this song today with people around the world, imagine angelic beings in heaven worshiping him. Imagine perhaps even in our presence today, angels all around this place singing and worshiping in exaltation. Oh, sing all ye bright hosts of heaven, glory to God, all glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore him. The third verse says, yea, Lord, imagine this, yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning, Jesus, to thee be all glory given, word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. O come, let us adore him. Almost perfect in theology, but not quite. There's one word, I believe, that if Jesus pinned the words to this song, there would be one word that is different. And that one word changes everything. Verse 1, O come all ye what? The song says, O come all ye faithful. But if Jesus were writing the words to this song, you know what I think he would say? O come all ye faithless. Because that's who he came for. You see, he didn't come for the righteous, Scripture says, 
but he came for the sinners. The Bible says that he didn't come for the healthy, but he came for the sick. He came for the people just like we saw in the film, the people who don't always get it right. He came for the people like you, and he came for the people like me. For those of you today that are, are hurting, he came for you. For those of you today that have questions, he came for you. For those of you that have faith doubts, I'm not sure what all I believe, he came for you. For those of you who are confused, he came for you. For those of you who have had a really bad year doing some really bad things, guess what? He came for you. For those who are broken, he came for you. I believe with all my heart that if Jesus wrote the words to this song, he would say, O come, all ye faithless. And when you meet him, you can be joyful and triumphant. My invitation to you today is, would you join me, another faithless person, one who doesn't always get it right, and bow down and worship the glory of the word made flesh, God in the form of a baby who is wrapped in swaddling, swaddling cloths, literally a burial garment, foreshadowing that the Son of God was born to die for the faithless ones so we could truly know him. O come, all ye faithless, and let us adore Christ the Lord. God, I, I thank you for your presence with us, that wherever two or three gather together in your name, that you are there. And God, I thank you that you are with us now. And God, with literally millions of believers around the world, we pause to worship and adore and glorify and give honor to your son that you sent so we could truly live. As you're praying today at, at all of our locations, Life Church campuses, network churches, and around the world at Church Online, I just want to ask, just real point blank, how many of you, quite honestly, you've been really a uh, little on the busy side, a little on the distracted side, and you haven't really paused to stop and focus your full attention to worship and to adore Christ the Lord? Would you lift up your hands right now? God, I thank you for the honesty of those here and, and those of us who are faithless. And so we stop and we pause and we worship you for doing, God, for us what we could never do for ourselves. Sending the glory of your son, becoming one of us, the word made flesh, living a sinless life and dying the most brutal death. But God, we worship you for not staying dead as you raised your son Jesus from the dead so that all of us who are so faithless could be found faithful not in our own righteousness, but in the righteousness of your son who died for us. God, may we realize that the reason for this season is not just Jesus, but the reason for this life is Jesus. That we do not come to him for a better life, but we come to him because he is better than life. We come, God, to adore and to worship him. As you keep praying today, here's some really, really good news. There are those of you at all of our campuses. I don't want anybody looking around, but there, there are those of you that you recognize, you know, you're doing life without him. You're doing life without him. 
you're not walking with him and you don't know him. I want you to understand this. A lot of times people say, well, Jesus is the reason for the season. If you want to get really technical, that's just not true. If you're going to get really technical, you are the reason for the season. You are the reason that God for so loved the world. You are the reason that he sent his one and only son. It was all for you. It was all for you. Jesus died for you so your sins could be forgiven, so you could truly live. And here's the good news. There are many of you faithless ones that God brought here today so you could experience the faithfulness and the love and the grace and the glory of the true Son of God, born 2,000 years ago, the Word made flesh. I wanna ask you, are you walking with God? Do you know him intimately? Jesus didn't come to make you a religious person or to, to, so you could just join a church and feel good about yourself or do some sin elimination and some good deeds. He came so that you could be totally forgiven and totally changed. Or those of you today who you recognize, I don't know him, I'm, I'm not right with him, and here's the good news, he came for you. You may say, but I'm, I'm too bad, I've done too many things wrong. Exactly, that's why you need him. You, you were the one he came for. He came for all of us to forgive us and to heal us from our sin and to give us eternal life. At all of our campuses, there are those of you who would say, yeah, that's me. That's the reason you're here is because he is reaching out to you. Those of you who would say, yes, that is me. I'm not walking with him. And today, I want to surrender my life to him. I want to know him. I want to receive the greatest Christmas gift of all, the gift of eternal life through Christ Jesus, my Lord. If that's you today, would you just lift your hands high right now and say, yes, I surrender unto him. Jesus, I want to know you personally right back over here. Those of you at other campuses, just lift your hands and say, yes, I surrender to him. As there are hands going up at all of our locations today, would you all pause for a moment as the family of Christ and let us pray together with those who are being born into his kingdom. A holy moment. Pray aloud. Pray, Heavenly Father. We are so faithless, and we want to be faithful. Forgive us, God, for our sins. Make us new. I believe Jesus died for me so I could live for you. Fill me with your spirit so I could serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. At all of our campuses, could you take a moment, worship God, worship the goodness of God, welcome those today born into his family.